Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. We are on the third season. It's incredible. Yoga is actually, the meaning is union. So it's a union of the body, mind, and spirit. It is spirituality. It wow. is. This is the lowest place in creation. This is where God wants to be known. Growth is growth, no matter how little it is. Oh, absolutely. All the shit that I thought I was is falling away, and every day it falls away, I feel better about life, and I'm able to beat me. Yoga doesn't want you to really forget about the emotion. They want you to move with the emotion. I've never thought of to do that, and I'm doing it right now, and my mind is kind of blown. everybody and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. I am of course your host Lorelai and I am ex- so excited to talk to you guys today about some stuff that's really close to my heart. As I usually do, I feel like it's kind of like what I do all the time is talk to you about stuff that's been going on with me. Um, but recently it's been a lot about opening up and discovering the divine feminine. So I'm really excited to kind of unpack a lot of that today and what it is and why it's so hard to kind of tap into that and really understand what that is and how many layers there are Um, because there's not just one aspect of our femininity there's just an array of femininity that we learn to discover so let's start from the beginning let's loop trail back and talk about the crystal of the week so this crystal I actually found on the Crystal Council, and it's called um, Agni Manatite or Pearl of the Divine Fire, which it is a really, really cool looking crystal. It looks almost like like when you just look at it right off the gate, it sort of looks like a volcanic rock a little bit, but it's smoother. It's not as like, you know, like sometimes I feel like volcanic rock can be a little bit sharp looking. This looks like smooth undulations, but anyway, it looks kind of like that. But if you shine light through it, there's this like translucence to it. It's really cool. So let's listen, or let's talk about the science and the origin. So Agni Manatite is also known on the market as Pearl of Fire. It's an extremely rare tektite, almost like um, Moldavite. And it's found on the island of Java, Indonesia. So the color ranges from a dark charcoal gray black to a smoky translucent color. And its name is derived from the ancient Sanskrit term Agni Mani, meaning Pearl of the Divine Fire. These tektites were formed when a meteorite crash landed over the Indonesian archipelago. This resulted in the heating of the surface that was enough to liquidize it, thus giving Mother Earth a mineral from out of this world. What makes this so rare is that most of the pieces of Agni Manatite are now underwater, resulting in this tektite to be incredibly hard to come by. It's unlike Moldavite where farmers can just plow their fields and yet one of the highest regarded ET stones. So the meaning and the energy, the good stuff. So the pearl of fire resonates directly with our solar plexus. It activates it and engages it to warp speed. So you'll immediately notice the connection and the overseeing ability of your personal energy levels and the unique attributes that make you 
you. Most of these traits stem from our second brain or our gut and hold the key to unlocking a majority of answers that we may not have been looking for to begin with. So this tektite specializes in raising recreative manifestation and adventurous energy levels to new heights. This is in hopes of one channeling their own conjured energy into the task, the dream, the goal, or the desire that is at the forefront of their mind. You are given a gift when you are born into this world. You are given free will, consciousness. This is simply the ability to freely pick and choose your interests while being consciously aware of your emotional state. Agni Manatite helps direct your own personal will to that which truly brings you happiness and joy in your current life. This results in better thinking and better strength and positivity that will spread throughout your physical vessel like wildfire. So raising your vibrations, while much of this world is busy, distracted by the 21st century problems, you are defining your soul amongst the rest by achieving a higher level of spirituality. This is exactly what a stone created from a space drifting meteorite can do. This stone could serve as a reminder that anything is possible as long as your soul and mind can be um, can become synchronized with the world around you. By being able to understand your surroundings, one will become a leader amongst the pack. Just as a leader's role is to push forward and lead the way, there are also very respected and powerful beings. They have a community that listens and takes their word at the highest value. This is something one cannot just find in the world. Rather, it's it's it must be built over time uh, agni manatite pushes one's leadership value to the next level and helps you to slowly bring your community together on a mission of peace light and self-betterment okay so that's that's the crystal of the week and boy i can't wait to get my hands on some of that I'm just waiting for my my crystal dealer to dole out some of that so that I can buy some <laughs> and wear it all the time. You know, it'd be really good as if I could make it into some sort of like a like a jewel thing on my belly button because I have a belly button ring. Not that you guys needed to know that, but that would be a really good place to put it, right? Since it's a solar plexus stone. Anyway, I digress. So let's talk about the quote of the week. And... Um, in addition, I just got finished reading my Anatomy of Spirit by Carolyn Miss. And so I started reading Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And oof, it's good. It's good, y'all. You gotta, you gotta read it if you haven't. Highly recommend it. So the quote is obviously from Dr. Joe Dispenza. And it says, as long as you are thinking equal to your environment, your personal reality is creating your personality. And there is a dance between your inner world and the experience in the outer world. And that tango is called karma. Love that. Love that. You're amazing, Joe, Dr. Joe. Anyway. Okay. So let's move on to the divine feminine. And this is kind of a big subject for me because I really want to do it a tremendous amount of justice because there has been a lot of suppression around femininity because femininity really is a part of us that is is more of the emotional side. It's more of the, you know, as we say, the, the yin part of us. It is the introspection, it's the intuition, the dream, the, the shadow side, the, you know, the lunar light as opposed to the solar light. And 
to understand her is to understand who we are as a whole. And I found this really, really beautiful article that I'm going to share with you guys. And it's um, What is the Divine Feminine and How to Awaken Her by Shawnee J. And this is off of the SheRoseRevolution.com. Really, really beautiful article. Had some incredible, I actually used this article in a, uh, I have this class that I teach at my um, local crystal shop called um, the Goddess Gathering. And we talk about divine femininity and we talk about um, unlocking that part of ourselves that maybe we've suppressed for a very long time for the sake of comfort for others. And it is essential in spirituality to understand both polarities, the masculine, which is where I feel like most of us really reside in comfort because it is that doing energetic that you know, that energy that is fire, that is movement, and it's, it's, it's understood, it's more of the mental realm, it's that thought process, and it's not as much in the emotional body. And really, we're activated more by our emotional body than we are, than we are with our mental body. So our driving force needs to be understood not only with our mind, but also with our heart. So let's talk a little bit about what the divine feminine is. So she is on the rise. She is slowly waking up and she's returning to us all. Women and men around the world are hearing this call of the divine feminine. And if you found your way here, you're probably feeling a little bit of that nudge, that whisper towards your divine feminine and everybody's looks different from one another that is something that really needs to be understood is we can call her by many names but what is ours specifically has its own unique embodiment energy and name so the divine feminine is an energy which means she can't be seen or heard but she can be felt she is the feminine that exists in all living beings on earth including the ocean the moon and the trees She's someone known as Yin Energy, Shakti, Kali, or Gaia. In her truest nature, she is nurturing motherly energy and affection, beauty, sensuality, and attraction, creativity and inspiration in their purest form, peace and harmony, abundance, and the knowing that the earth will always provide enough, intuitive and fully open to receive, empowered within, honored and respected, and she is divinely connected to mother earth the divine feminine within you is wild free and untamed she ignores the unwritten rules and boundaries that society has constructed for her rises above and paves her own way she is unafraid to speak her truth embraces her sexual nature and shows up fully and authentically she trusts her intuition allowing it to guide her And she lives in the cyclic rhythm of the moon, the seasons, and the wheel. She understands the sacredness of life and trusts that all her needs will be met. This is your true nature as a woman or having divine femininity. And even if this doesn't resonate with the woman that you are, and the divine feminine is still there within you waiting patiently to to be embraced. And most truly, if you're a man and you haven't been able to really understand and really feel that divine feminine energetic within you, know that she whispers and calls to you every single moment of every day. 
So how we lost our connection to this sacred feminine. So the divine feminine is one half of the whole. The divine masculine is the other half. Together they create a world of harmony and balance. But this is not the world that we find ourselves in today. The divine masculine we see today is kind of a relatively toxic version of his true energy and light and sometimes known as the shadow side. So this can be seen in the patriarchal systems and societies that run our world, which we have not only passively allowed to continue, but have actively encouraged to continue. He has become aggressive, controlling, abusive, and egotistical on a rampage for power and dominance. We can see this in the way women have been oppressed and violated, similarly to the way our planet has been raped. We also see this in war, conflicts, and bombed that are bombs that have plagued our people in an attempt to make everyone either a winner or a loser. It is in that black or white mentality in which we see this toxic shadow side to this masculinity. And we see this in the way that land, ancient traditions and rituals, connection, and freedom were stolen from ancestors and replaced with capitalism, hierarchy, and modern religion. And the feminine has been forced to match this shadow side of this toxic masculinity with her own shadow. She has become the victim, insecure, passive, inauthentic, codependent, and often manipulative. But in her truest light form, the divine masculine has integrity. (laughs) Did I say she? In his truest, in his truest, lightest form, the divine masculine has integrity. He is courageous, intellectual, and grounded. He is non-judgmental, independent, and mindful. And he matches her in her lightest, truest form. So how do we awaken the divine feminine? So deep down, we all feel an imbalance in our lives. But most of us don't know what that is or what the solution looks like. I'm telling you that is me right now most of the time I'm like why do I feel like I'm completely off kilter and a lot of it stems from this imbalance between the being and the doing energetic we've been fed the belief that more equals better exhausting working hours and stress have become more normalized and we're stuck in our minds disconnected from our bodies and our emotions we're missing that connection to her the divine feminine Over the past hundred years, the women's movement has sought to address these imbalances by putting more women in leadership roles and positions and managing the wage gap and holding men accountable for their abuse of girls and women. But these surface level changes will only go so far in creating real transformation in our own world. If men and women still do not welcome in or respect the feminine archetype, then the imbalance will remain. Much education is needed to awaken us all to the chaos that we create and live in and guide us back to our nature, our truest nature, as living beings on earth. Despite the resistance to change, she is still rising. She does not care if we are ready for her or if she will be welcomed with open arms. She has been reflecting, learning, and growing in the shadow all this time. That strength is what we're beginning to feel as a collective. That strength is causing huge disruption to our world, in our world, and to our world. A breakdown of systems, an archaic 
beliefs turned inside out. It is that strength that is fueling feminism, equality, more compassion and rights for animals, ethical and sustainable fashion choices and practicing like meditation or practices like meditation and yoga to become mainstream. So yeah, she's rising. All right. And the system is bucking very, very hard at that continual rise as she learns, as she understands how she is to be in this lifetime. So activating the divine feminine within you. So there are some ways to awaken her within you that will benefit and enrich your experience here on earth. You can increase your self-love and appreciation. And that isn't just staying at home and not doing anything for yourself. I mean, if that's if that's what you need to do because you're you're crazy working all the time, then yeah, that's what it looks like. But it's on it's not only one thing. It's it's several different things that you need to do in this present moment. What is it that you are requiring in that moment and to take time to give that to yourself in that moment as long as it is serving you in a positive way. And a lot of times you kind of have to reparent yourself with how that self-love looks because I can't tell you how many times you know, I just want to reach for the Nutella jar and just eat the Nutella jar when that really isn't going to feed my body and spirit in a really meaningful way, even though it's delicious. <laughs> it's not really doing what needs to be done for me. And I know that it's like, okay, that's sort of a shallow like comparison. But at the same time, it can be made with other circumstances as well. You know, you want to do the thing that you know is going to give you the most benefit for you. So increasing your self-love and appreciation, even by changing the way that you speak about yourself. Because in a sense, it's hard to shift after we've been, you know, we've adjusted our mindset to think and, and act and speak a certain way about ourselves by allowing the praise to go to others first and to not glorify and not really give us back that compassionate loving energy but to give it out to other people and that isn't serving us that isn't making us better that isn't honoring this divine feminine that we have and it sure as hell does not help us to increase our worth and self-confidence and compassionately loving who we are and forgiving ourselves for being so hard on ourselves so if you can change first how you speak you will be able to then internalize that because it is when you instead of stop stopping yourself before you say things like you know you're not good enough or you're fat or you're not strong or what whatever bullshit thing that you like to say about yourself if you stop yourself from saying that and you move into an energy of i am working towards my best self i am learning how to love myself I am learning how to give myself what I need. I am beautiful the way that I am. And I know that some of you might think of that and think, oh, God, that's such a cliche, like, you know, thing to say. But try it. Try it out. What are you scared of? <laughs> say it. Say that you love yourself. Say it. And see what happens. Say it every day. Say it in the freaking mirror. And see what happens with your emotions when that when when those words are said, and say it until you finally it finally sinks in. 
because it really does make a huge difference with compassionately loving yourself first finally seeing yourself for who you really are from what you're made to do here so i'll move on finally a deeper connection with your body and sensuality so learning what you enjoy and in a level of intimacy not just with others but with yourself how do you intimately interact with yourself what makes you feel like you can connect with yourself and having that self-intimacy and this doesn't only mean sexual sexuality and experiencing pleasure it just means you're discovering what makes you intimate what makes you sensual what makes you feel like you can be in your body and express it in this way and having that deep connection with it you know and understanding what it is that you want how many women out there have never experienced an orgasm i'm telling you right now there are a lot a lot and it's frustrating i feel i feel terrible because a lot of them are under this notion that sex isn't made for them to experience pleasure that it's meant for a man to experience pleasure and that is the biggest load of horseshit i've ever heard in my life women are designed to feel pleasure they have two main areas in their body that they can experience orgasm and why not use that (laughs) i mean there there are actually seven but there are two main areas that women can experience orgasm and i'm sorry men have one they have one and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that i'm just saying that why would why would any woman believe that they weren't meant to experience pleasure when they have multiple areas of being able to experience climax. So it it really, it it breaks my heart when I do these gatherings and discover women have yet to really experience that, that energy, that beautiful, creative climax energy. It is powerful. And discovering what you like is the first step into that deeper connection of your body and your sensuality and your expression in sex. So being in tune with your rhythms and how they mirror the divine feminine energies. So strengthening your inner guidance and trust. So knowing and understanding that your gut and whatever you're seeing is is coming from a higher space of truth and that you should not question it more creative energy and that can be anything that can be anything whether it's you know sketching doodles on a notebook to you know actually painting an entire portrait to playing musical instruments to dance to you know writing out a ritual to going outside and photographing the world how do you express yourself in that creative way being fully open to receive so a lot of people especially women are more set on that giving energetic that i'm going to give out everything that i have and if i don't give get back then you know oh well it is what it is so let's shift that a little bit to actually receiving because there are so much there's there's so much that we need to put back in our tank And if we just run on empty, we are going to be empty. And we'll continue the cycle of feeling depressed and feeling like we can't experience life in its fullness because we haven't 
given ourselves back or given us the space to receive that love that we're very willingly giving out. Creating a deeper sense of community and partnership with others. So doing the goddess gathering, that is a beautiful way of creating community amongst other people. And I have yet to have a man come to this meeting, but I'm very excited to have when men start to join because this sacred femininity, this goddess gathering is not just only meant for women. It's meant for men to really appreciate and love the divine feminine in others and within themselves. So having this sense of community and balance and finding that that other people can not only share in that compassionate experience, but that you can really connect and grow in who you are as a unique being. So also being able to fully present in the moment. So <laughs> how are you in this moment? How are you, how are you presenting yourself in this moment in this time right now? You know, you could be driving to work right now and you're like, well, honestly, I'm still trying to wake up. I have yet to drink my whole coffee. I don't even know how this day is going to go. I have all these clients in these meetings and I, you know, maybe, maybe work in a hospital. I have these patients that I'm going to go see and I don't even know what I'm in, I'm in for. Ugh. Or you could be like, I've had a really freaking great morning. I had a great morning and I'm so excited to be here. And it's really understanding without judgment where you are right now. And what can you do to find that gratitude and find that creativity in that moment? But really checking in with yourself and being fully present in that moment and moving through the emotions so that you can move into the next. The ability to relax and let go. Ugh. Oh my God. It is really hard for me sometimes to do that. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of you that are going, yeah, duh. Okay. Yeah. Because this whole, this whole life is just bombarded with sensory, just, it's just a whole lot. It's just the sensory experience is so overwhelming. A lot of times I feel like I'm stepping into a Costco or a Target and it's just fluorescent lights and like 50 people saying things and toys going off and the, the speaker going off and talking about like specials and and smells and 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 just it's so much and it's so hard to find yourself breathing and relaxing and I, I'm pretty sure that I've mentioned this before but I um I love listening to Jay Shetty and he had this really great story about when he was becoming a monk and he had this uh spiritual leader I don't know what he called him a teacher I think and um, he, they were on a train to go to, um, I don't know where they're going. They're going somewhere. And Jay, the, the teacher would notice that Jay would get off of the train at each stop and then come back on right before they would leave. And um, the teacher, when Jay came back on, asked him, where are, you, where are you going at every stop? And he said, oh, I'm jumping off to meditate. And he says, well, why are you doing that? And he said, because it's too loud and noisy and I can't find my stillness and my peace amongst all the noise. And the teacher said, do you think the world is going to stop moving so that you can find your peace? The world is going to continue 
to move and be boisterous and be loud and heavy and overstimulating regardless of where you need to find your peace and it's it's it is a challenge you know it's a challenge to find relaxation and peace amongst the busyness busyness and if that means you have to find a quiet corner then by all means but to take a moment even in the moment that the time that present moment of busyness of pressure of of feeling like you're overwhelmed to breathe and find a way to center yourself and let go of that that wound up energy that you feel like oh jesus i'm never going to get through this and it's like yes you are it's going to be okay you're going to take a big deep breath and we're going to get through this and this is a finite period of time and then it's going to be done and then we're going to let it go we're going to let it go we're going to think about what we're grateful about in this moment what lessons we've learned and all the uncomfortable feelings that we got from it we're just going to leave that back there with everything else and then we move on right and then we can teach it to somebody else who's going through a similar experience so and the last one is the feeling of wholeness so in that regards to wholeness you want to experience both the masculine and the feminine you want to experience the both the doing and the being the light from the day and the light from the night and this it's funny because really the moon gets its light from the reflection of the sun but she's still there you know and um it's it's powerful it's it's powerful to have both of these things represented in a really gorgeous way and really how you find your wholeness is by fully representing your being amongst all of the doing so how do we heal the divine feminine and where where does it begin and it usually begins with examining your wounds around femininity so what are your current beliefs around femininity and what it means to be a woman or a man? What traits do you see in women and men around you that inform your beliefs? You might have learned that women should be pretty, they should be quiet and ladylike, that women should be submissive and they should run the household and have their perfect body. You may have learned that women should be people pleasers and swallow their feelings and allow and always be happy and smiling. These are common beliefs about what a woman should look like and behave like, but what did you learn about femininity growing up? Your personal wounds around femininity may be quite different because of the women around you in childhood. Perhaps you witnessed your mother being emotionally or physically abused by her partner so you learned that women are weak or they shouldn't challenge men. Or maybe your mom suffered from mental health issues or, and, and or you determined that women are unreliable and never happy. Look to your own personal experiences as well as the general negative beliefs you've inherited around femininity. Know that these are not a true representation of the divine feminine and rather a shadow version. Take some time to think and journal on these beliefs because the only way that we can move forward and grow is if we let go of old limiting beliefs that no longer support the person that we are striving to become. So commit yourself to self-love and self-acceptance. So if you haven't yet 
learned how to fully love yourself, you cannot show true love and compassion to those around you. Genuine compassion for all beings, including yourself, is one of the ways to awaken the divine feminine within you. Self-love is not a short journey. It is a lifelong journey because there's no quick ailment for rewriting years of self-judgment or childhood wounds. But if you commit to showing yourself love and acceptance every day, you will get there. And honestly, it's never one where you are just healed and it's all over. It's when you have that wound, when you have that self-judgment and those childhood wounds, it is a matter of coping with those wounds when they get triggered and so that you don't speak and hold power in those wounds any longer but you learn how to see when they're getting triggered when they're getting activated and you can say to those wounded areas almost like I I almost look at them like avatars I have my own childhood wound I have my own uh, father wound and generally they look like versions of myself but they're little avatar people and I talk to those little beings that are being they're in the way they're being harmed once again and they're being angry and upset and sad and scared and I speak to those beings because no matter what happens there's always going to be circumstances that re-trigger you because that's how the universe works they test your lessons they test you to see where you're at and if you really learned where you're going and if you really do learn and forgive you don't speak out of your wounding any longer but you've learned and you're able to compassionately love despite the wounds that you've experienced so begin small look in the mirror and say something like something kind and something loving to yourself so you know hey at least I could fit into my jeans today that's probably I mean I guess that's okay but it's not really I guess you got to start somewhere so I guess but Maybe along the lines of, damn, my hair looks freaking fire today. Oh my God, look at this. Look at how amazing I am. I, I did this thing today. I woke up and I, you know, I, I made a routine for myself. I meditated for 15 minutes. I am, my, my shit is on point today. You know, just give yourself that extra little oomph, that extra space of kind and loving words towards yourself. Create space space each day for some type of self-care. Meet your shadows. Confront the negative things that you're holding onto. All of those thoughts. Embrace, or not really, but you mean really look at it and discover what thoughts are in your head that are inherently negative and replace them with ones that serve to empower you. Surround yourself with people who are also committed to self-love and self-acceptance and people who inspire you and lift you up. Also take note of the people that get triggered of the boundaries that you begin to put up when you are developing the self-love practice. And if this type of behavior doesn't suit you, if you find that you're not really jiving as much as you used to with certain people, notice if there's you know, some, some bad behavior that comes from those people because they were probably benefiting from those lack of boundaries that you had. And also be prepared for people to fall away because those are the ones that are not getting the stream of energy that you were once getting out freely and you're putting it back into yourself and those will fall away. 
And sometimes it's a little surprising as to who actually falls away. And that's okay. You want to make room for the people that are really going to lift you up in love, unconditional love and forgiveness and peace and self-acceptance and self-love and all the things. And they will lift you up in the process. You cannot give love or compassion from an empty cup. So make sure you're filling yours up each day. So connect with your body to awaken the divine feminine. So our bodies are constantly scrutinized and critiqued by outside eyes. Most of us begin to take on that pressure and judge our bodies for not looking a certain way. We begin to see our body as no more than a physical object. Many of us have been uh, purposely disconnected from our bodies over the past few thousand years in an attempt to tame us, control us, and disconnect us from our power. Additionally, many of us hold huge amounts of stress, trauma, and abuse in our bodies from this lifetime, as well as the past ones that we're not fully aware of. And let me just tell you, if you are a woman listening to this, most of that trauma is in your womb space. Yeah. And it looks like polycystic ovarian syndrome. It looks like endometriosis. It looks like, you know, painful periods. It looks like hormonal imbalances. It looks like fibroids. It looks like all of the issues around our womb space because that is our seat of creation and that is our seat of femininity is in this space, that sacral chakra. We must work to release and clear away the stuck energy from our bodies so that we can reconnect with them and feel comfortable and at peace with them because this makes space for the vibration of her to rise within us and show up fully. So how can you clear this energy and connect with your body? And you can try body healing therapies like breath work and massage. You can practice more self-care by nourishing your body with plenty of water, healthy foods, get enough sleep, all the rigmarole that you've already heard before, probably a hundred thousand times and sort of eye roll it. But you know what? It's a true thing. It's true. Those things, drink water, eat more healthy fruits and vegetables, not just meat and potatoes, even though that's freaking delicious and I get it. But still, incorporate live foods, get enough sleep each night, make that a freaking priority, wake up the same every day, try to go to bed at a time where you're getting at least eight hours of sleep. Some of you are like, I can't freaking do that. Well, you're never going to with that attitude. I'm just saying, make it happen, make it a priority. You've made everything else a priority. Why not this? Why not yourself? Why not your rest? Why not your relaxation? Why not you? try. Do it. Move your body in ways that feels good to you. And this is another one because a lot of people will force themselves into doing things because they want their body to look a certain way, but their body is screaming at them to stop because it's not something that's going to work for them. So it can be walking, it can be running, swimming, or something else, doing yoga, biking, whatever it is, find one that you feel a deep resonant connection to where you can be fully present and feel your body, mind, and spirit connection. It is important for you to discover what activity speaks to you because the way that you move your body is the way that you move and meditate at the same time. Sit and scan your body slowly, from the feet and all the way up to your head. Notice where there's more tension and see if you can breathe into that space and let it go. I gotta tell you this funny story. So I I get 
a lot of tension like I have it right now just because when I'm doing this sort of thing I I do get a lot of tension but I have it all in my like neck and then in my jaw as well and um one day I don't know I don't know why I did this but I have smoky quartz all over my house and I had this chunk of smoky quartz and for some reason I picked it up and it was really warm and it, it actually the crystal was really cold and I rubbed it on my on my uh on my jaw because it was so tight and so painful and sore because I don't know what I was doing clenching it or whatever and I rubbed the smoky quartz on it and I shit you not you guys it felt better I, I I swear I swear I promise you it happened it was a real thing I did not take any Tylenol or Motrin I did not do anything different I just rubbed that piece of smoky quartz up on my jaw and I shit you not it felt better it was amazing so something in there needed to really be released and let go. And by God, that happened. And it was really freaking interesting. So you could try that too if you wanted. So get outside and be in nature. Get outside and be with Gaia. Seriously, your earth and all, our earth and all nature are the work and the creation of the feminine. The trees, the flower, the wind, the rain, the soil beneath our feet. The more time that you spend in nature, the more connected that you will feel to her and her energy. Plus, it feels really good going outside for some fresh air, moving your body, giving your eyes a break from the computer or phone screen. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to do that after I do this because this little ring light situation is really bugging the shit out of my eyes. But, you know, whatever, it's fine. If you have a garden, it can be a beautiful morning ritual to step outside first thing and plant your bare feet on the earth. Take some breaths here. Do a few stretches if you feel called to and notice the elements surrounding you. If the sun is shining, feel the warmth wash over your skin. You can also do the same thing in the evening, but with the moon instead. Let the moonlight twinkle down on you and feel yourself become more in tune with her natural rhythms along with your own. And you can bring nature into your home through indoor plants and flowers. Let me just tell you, every single empath that I know has some kind of issue with crystals and plants. Seriously. There's so many of you out there that have like just a ridiculous amount of plants and I am one of them. I swear to God, I see a plant baby and I'm just like, oh, I love you so much. Come home with me. And my husband's like, okay, we got another plant. Cool. <laughs> He's great. He's been really, really great throughout this whole thing. I swear to God, if it's not crystals, it's plants. So anyway, I'm going to very like quickly run through this because I wanted to talk to you guys more about the layers of femininity, but I wanted to talk about how we heal. So, um, you want to tap into the divine feminine energy by feeling your feelings without judgment. Get comfortable speaking your truth. So I for sure have a problem with that. I feel like there's a lot of women that are because you just want to be accommodating. You want to be quiet and you don't want to get put down by the things that you have to say. And I think that this is a result from being bullied, being overbearing, you know, having an older bearing like older siblings and learning poor communication from watching your parents. Most of us aren't taught how to communicate effectively and it doesn't make it it doesn't make the list of important things that we need to do at school although it affects all the encounters and relationships that we have in our lives. And do you know how to ask for what it is that you need? 
Are you able to speak up for yourself calmly but firmly? So there isn't like, oh, well, you know, if it's okay and, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's the one thing. Oh, God, stop saying I'm sorry. Just stop it. Stop saying I'm sorry. You don't need to apologize for everything and there's no point to it at all. It's just, you know, that whole rhetoric around accommodation, you know, speak up for yourself calmly but firmly. And do you know how to set healthy boundaries in your life? These boundaries serve you and other people as well. If you're having a shit-tastic day and you don't want other people to really get off on, like get, get in that space, then those healthy boundaries will also serve other people and allow you to kind of work through what you're doing. But you also don't want other people are kind of given out either. So having that healthy boundary will allow you to maintain detached, but yet still connective at the same time. So when you connect to your divine feminine power, you will be comfortable with your feelings and needs. And you will love and respect yourself enough to know that you deserve to be listened to and have those needs met. Awaken the divine feminine by figuring out who you really are on a soul level. Honor and explore your sexuality. The divine feminine asks you to slow down and just be. Tap into and trust your intuition because your intuition as a woman is like your sixth sense. It is, it is divine femininity. <laughs> it is more potent and present in women than in men. It's the opposite of logic, which is the masculine quality. Since we are a society that values logic above all else, we have become disconnected from our inner voice. We live in our heads rather than our hearts, making it difficult to differentiate between fear and intuition. And some of us have been led to mistrust our own intuition or devalue it because it's irrational and illogical. By tapping into and trusting your intuition, this will help you navigate your life with much more ease, grace, and confidence. You'll just know the right decision to make without knowing how you know. You feel it in your body before you know it in your mind. Regardless of how you've tuned in or how you've really regarded your intuition, there are practices that you can follow to begin strengthening that muscle. The first one is meditation. The other one is practicing yoga. Use tarot and oracle cards. Journal and connect with your higher wisdom. Channel from your own divine guides. And if you haven't done that yet, I highly recommend it. And it's a very easy process. So explore your dreams and other symbolic meanings. The other thing, this is one of my absolute favorites on this list. Create ritual and sacred space in your life for the divine feminine. So this looks like many different things. You can make a sacred altar and you can make an, a, just a little tiny altar and you can put whatever divine feminine being this can be. Mary, this can be Shakti, this can be, this can be yourself. This can be your mother, your grandmother. This can be whatever you depict the divine feminine to be. I would strongly recommend you try to make some kind of an altar for yourself. Now, I know that this seems like like overbearing narcissism in some kind of way, shape or form. But by God, I feel like some of us need just a little bit of that in order to grow a backbone into the spiritual practice and into our own authenticity. Because if we don't have our backbone, then we are not going to have a voice. So maybe develop a little bit of some of that 
in order to really tune in very clearly and be able to really speak clearly what it is that we need and what we want in our life. So try creating a little bit of that sacred space for yourself. Why not put a little couple of little candles by, you know, a little picture of yourself or, you know, by something that you feel represents you. And you look at that each day and you practice some kind of a gratitude. Or this could be a full moon ritual. I mean, however you need to do this, providing yourself with ritual is something that's very powerful and it's very connective to the feminine. And the lastly, realize the wholeness that has always been inside you. So this is not something that you just don't have. You always have both. You always have both of those aspects. Just one may be better flexion than the other. You know, you have one side that's stronger than the other. And most of us, it's in, the, it's in our masculine. So discover how you can really allow this part to rise with sometimes it may be a little uncomfortable and that might be okay. That might be the thing that you need is it to be a little bit uncomfortable for you to really experience those emotions and work through it and so that you can discover how to manage your emotions with more clarity and respect and compassion. Now, let's talk very briefly about the aspects and the different layers of femininity. And what I mean by that is women, unlike the circadian rhythms, women are on and this is more involved like as a change cycle over time. Men, especially in regards to your hormones, it is a 24-hour cycle. Their hormones, which is mainly dominated by testosterone, follow a 24-hour cycle. It peaks in the morning and then it troughs at night. So your emotional levels are much higher in the evening time, whereas in the morning time, you're very vigilant about getting things done. You're better at having sex in the morning, you're better about exercising in the morning, your routines are on point in the morning, you're ready to get up and go for the most part in the morning, because that's when your testosterone is at its peak. Women, however, it's very different. So their hormone cycles follow what's called an infradian rhythm. And that goes from 28 to 30 days. And there are four different phases of this, just like the moon. So in those four different phases, you have four different aspects that are certain. And then there are other uncertain aspects of yourself that really come from different areas of learning and understanding as you get, as you experience lessons in life. So the certain aspects of ourselves are in the hormone fluctuations that occur in each lunar cycle. So you have the follicular phase, which is generally where you have like this maidenhood where you have a lot more energy and there's a lot more curiosity and you're able to really open up and discover new things and you want to do more in that sense. And then there is the ovulatory phase, which maybe there's a, a powerful surge of emotion and there's this nurturing essence in you where everything sort of like gets you a little bit more emotional and you just want everybody to be in your space and you love everybody. So this is sort of like the mother aspect. And this is like the, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of everybody and I love everybody. And then you enter into the luteal phase, which is the longest phase. And this is more of the, now I'm starting to grow up and I'm starting to realize like, 
where I'm at and I'm starting to calm down some and I'm starting to move into a space where I can observe and I can see things a little bit more clearly. And this is sort of like the, the intellectual like phase in a sense where we sort of are able to very clearly observe things for what they are and like take in everything and, you know, uh, nurture and help grow the the people that are in our life or or even if it's ourselves and then the last phase is sort of like the the you know it's the the menstrual phase and this is the phase of letting go this is the phase of completion and this is the phase of you know a crone phase if you will it's i understand where everything is now and i understand where i need to release and let go and you know change into a new being and i am comfortable with this process of release and letting go and this death and rebirth cycle and that cycle is generally in science they've they've shown that women um actually during their menstrual phase both hemispheres of the brain speak to each other more clearly like they're able to make very very sound decisions in this space because it's sort of like this change process and both hemispheres are speaking together very very clearly and so they're more diplomatic they're able to make these these um make uh, choices and um decisions with a abundant with more abundant clarity in that phase in time so those are the more certain phases but then you also have these i like to call them sacred beings so you have like you know um you know the, the my my friend and i talked about this and she had this some some guy called her a slut and she was very upset about it and to any woman that would be really degrading and horrible but in my mind i'm thinking to myself like you know there is a an aspect called a sacred slut and i thought that was in a way it kind of made me giggle because i'm just kind of like you can utilize that rhetoric and change it around to something that you can deem as sacred and that is the you know the embodiment of your sexuality and you don't have to call it a sacred slut but you can call it something different but either way you know it is sort of like this powerful sexual female that is able to you know in a sense kind of dominate <laughs> you know dominate her own sexuality and her own space you know with her body and with her mind um I don't think that's for everybody. I just thought that that was really fun to think about. But there's just these different aspects of ourselves, you know, whether it's the the child that we experience, this aspect, this lesser aspect, um, this uncertain aspect of ourselves, or, you know, our wild child, our sacred wild child, our, um, you know, our sacred businesswoman, you know, what what do they look like for you? These different layers of our femininity need to be understood and unfold. And really what it takes is you sitting in your presence and really feeling, what are you embodying today? What has come forward for us to experience, for you to experience? And what does she look like? And where are you at in those certain phases? Learning where your body is in its phase will help you to understand why you're operating in the way that you're operating, and then also help you to really have gratitude and appreciation 
towards this female embodiment that you are experiencing in the moment. So find yourself in the present and find who, what, who and what this feminine embodiment is today and name her, give her a name. You know, if it needs to be your name attached to something else, it just needs to be you. It needs to be understood by you. And through that, you can find who you are in your authenticity. And then other people can kind of realize who you are, which is kind of, kind of awesome. So anyway, that pretty much covers it today, you guys. I hope that you loved this topic. It's something that's very... It really means a lot to me because it's something that I've been working on myself and discovering who I am as a female and learning how to utilize my voice to, you know, express myself and understand who I am. And I hope that this helps you guys. I hope it helps you to discover who you are and your authenticity and who your, who your sacred divine feminine is and what she represents in your life. And how you can help her to rise so that you can experience wholeness. So anyway, I love you guys. I hope you have a really beautiful week. And make sure that if you love this episode, make sure that you share it with somebody. Make sure that you pass it along so that other people can share in the experience. And learn and learn how to grow and find a little bit more joy and peace. And yeah. I'll talk at you guys again next week. Love and light to you all. Thank you again so much for listening to this episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. If you loved this episode, if you loved everything that was in it and it really resonates with you, be sure to share this with someone that you love, that you feel like might need some of the content and be sure to take the time to check out all of the other content that I have on Instagram, on Akasha Flicks, on YouTube, on all the places. I, I even made a TikTok, y'all. So go check it out. I do live uh, card readings um, every week. And I also do uh, Monday pick a card. So be sure to check out some of the other stuff to really continue your journey onward and upward. And if you're interested in a tarot card reading, if you're interested in energy coaching or spiritual mentorship, please contact me slide into my DMS on Instagram, contact me on www.thirdeyewithlorelai.com. 
be more than happy to work with you and help you reach your goals and find your purpose in this lifetime. So I love you guys. Share this with someone you love. Share it with someone that you may think might need it. And I love you guys. 